early days of the American frontier, people relied on steam engines to transport them through wild landscapes to spectacular new places. In this current era, we have something that allows for an even greater adventure, the search engine. So make sure you grab your ticket because we are going on a first class ride across the web. Well, hey there. Welcome back to What's Going On, welcome, the welcome. podcast that makes you wonder about things you've never wondered about. There she is. Today, I've been wondering about why do people's palettes change over time? <laughs> why? Why, why, why? <laughs> it's something interesting because I feel like most people's palettes actually change over time, and especially from when you're a kid to when you're even a teenager, mm-hmm. but... As you go throughout life, I feel like a lot of people just start trying things again from their past that they know they didn't like because for some strange reason, they might like it now. Yeah. So it's very interesting. That brings me right to my first question. Do you think your palate actually changes over time or do you think we just mature enough to actually eat (laughs) food that we didn't like before? What do you mean by mature enough to eat food? Do you know when kids are trying new things, they kind of overreact a lot of times to trying new things? Like, I feel like I've seen a video of, I don't know, a child eating a piece of broccoli, and they're so adverse to the experience that by the time they take a bite of broccoli, they immediately start gagging, really for no reason. (laughs) I mean, it could be a thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. This is one thing that I feel like we could look up and we could find out that it's not real and your palate actually never changes. You just actually just start eating food that you didn't True. like before. And maybe you did have just one bad experience with it. And so you just kind of like, you know, that memory sat in you for a while. And so now you're actually eating it for the first time, cooked properly and you enjoy it. So I don't know. What's your thought on that? I don't know. I was curious if it's more to do with you trying new foods over time and getting used to some of those flavors, which may be used in something that you didn't previously like. But now that you got more used to it, then it's okay, maybe? Could be. That was my thought. Yeah. I don't know if that's a palate change or if that's just getting used to different flavors and actually branching out and trying something new. It could be a, a little mixture of both as well. I mean, you can eat the same piece of food, but just cooked in very different many ways, and you could obviously have a favorite way. And maybe there's some times that you absolutely hate how a dish is prepared, and so maybe that'll always stick around. Who knows? It's also, there's interesting things like texture as well. Obviously, that's not going about taste, but there's a couple mm-hmm. of things that I can't eat due to texture issues, like number one, cottage cheese. Just because the flavor also is absolutely atrocious, but it's anything that's like an aqueous solid. I've always had a problem with that. Still do. And I don't think I'm ever getting over it. How is Jell-O? Is that solid enough? It is pretty solid compared to most aqueous solids. And I can eat Jell-O, but also Jell-O. Ready for it? Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Overrated. Overrated, 100%. Yeah, yeah Jell-O's not that great. Jell-O shots, too? I don't know what everyone freaks out about Jell-O shots. I know it's like no. decent flavored, but I feel like I could never get the whole thing in my in my mouth. Like You always got to get your tongue, you wiggle it around. You, yeah, you, work it with your tongue. I know, I, I do, I do, but I want it to be just one clean sweep. There's sometimes there's like little chunks left over, and then you got to try and fish it out. And <laughs> Oh, God, Jell-O shots are just a pain in my ass. I also, 
I used to, when I was sick, my mom would make jello, like she would make the mix of it in, you know, like a warm liquid, but she actually wouldn't pour it into like any sort of bowl or anything. She would just give it to me as like a warm drink. As a liquid? Yeah. Oh. And so I- So Kool-Aid basically? Pretty much, but like even more sugary. And I don't know. I yeah. only I only had it when I was sick, though. And so sometimes I haven't gotten sick, knock on wood, uh, for a long time. But sometimes when I'm sick, I do crave some a warm Jello. Really? Huh. Yeah, yeah. Other aqueous solids, though, boiled eggs. Oh God, absolutely not. That's not even like watery at all. It's a complete it's, solid. <laughs> it's like a jiggly solid. You feel me? I guess, but that to me doesn't relate to cottage cheese at all. They're completely different textures. Yeah, but you're yeah, lumping yeah, them yeah, in yeah, as yeah. the same thing. I I think it's because they both just disgust me, and so <laughs> I put them in the same. So how do you nasty eat smoothies? Category. I feel like that could. No, no, be that's into that's like straight liquid. Solid. That's straight lick. What are you talking about? Mm, that's like I don't know. You pour it out. A lot of smoothies have chunks and stuff like that. I mean, I'm okay with chunks, but it's that juicy solid. I guess, that I'm not about. I mean, meat's fine. Maybe it's just also a flavor thing. I can eat eggs. I can eat eggs in most cases, but then boiled... Does boiling eggs... We're very off topic. Does boiling eggs change the flavor of an egg, though? Because I feel like it doesn't taste like egg. It tastes No, nasty. you just don't flavor it with anything. So it's God. you only get the egg taste. I'm Instead of when you make scrambled eggs, you add cheese, you add spices, you add all this and that. But with a boiled egg, it's just a boiled egg. Oh, God. Boiled egg with cottage cheese on top. Literally my worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've been complaining about so food that hasn't since changed? the start. No, that has not changed. Are you sure? Have you tried it? Dear God. Recently? No. Maybe we'll record a video on it for the TikTok. For the fans. For the fans. I will eat a boiled egg. Oh, Gone cottage cheese. Oh, no. We're definitely not mixing. If I try oh. it, I will have it separate. If I can tolerate it, maybe I'll mix. Maybe okay. I'll mix. If you guys really... It depends. Maybe I'll mix. We'll see. We'll see if you deserve it or not. And I know I've done nothing but complaining, but I'm not a picky eater. I swear to God, I am not a picky eater. Just those two things. That leads me into my first question of... Do you have anything that you used to hate or really dislike that now you actually really like? That's uh yeah, I had that same question. No, see for the most part, like the re- I did say I'm not a picky eater and that is the same thing as me growing up as well. There really isn't a lot of things that I don't like. <coughs> Excuse me, Delta virus. <laughs> Knock on wood. There's not really a lot of foods that I don't like. I remember my mom, for some reason, had a lot of canned spinach when I was a child oh. that I was not a big fan of. So maybe that's another thing we add to the list that we can try. Canned spinach. That doesn't really sound that appealing still. No. But we can give her a whirl. No, I, there's nothing that I didn't like as a child that I like now. I also haven't eaten a raw onion in a long time. I still don't really like raw onions. What about you? Uh, there's a lot of things. I feel like I used to be that stereotypical kid who liked nothing, just only plain oh things for a while. But Plain chicken breast and pizza rolls. Yeah. I did like <laughs> pepperoni pizza. I wasn't one of those kids who was, oh, only cheese. I don't get those kids. But Ultimate cheese lovers, though, babe? Hmm. Pizza Hut? Pepperoni still pizza wins. Hut? Come on. Come on. Pizza pepperoni Hut is not even good pizza no, for no. a fast food I, pizza. I, I, I think that it's the only ultimate cheese lovers 
mm. that I can think of, though, is Pizza Hut, which is why I said it. Domino's a lot of places now. have four cheese or anyway some things that <laughs> i used to not like are things that you mentioned already cottage cheese i used to hate but i really enjoy it i have it most days now nasty oh god <laughs> bothers salads i used to never eat and vegetables in general and now i'll have a salad every day hell yeah salads all the way 24 and, and that started after college i don't know why i basically didn't eat a vegetable until after i graduated college I wonder what your like your internal gut health looked like growing up compared to now. Like I wish Probably that there not was a test <laughs> that you could just like look at <laughs> the comparison. It was just all pizza. <laughs> Hell yeah, all pepperoni pizza, pizza rolls, any form of pizza I could have. Calzone. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else. Oh, I had something else. A lot of fish. I really didn't like fish at all, but now I'll eat most fish. I still don't really like fish too much either, if I'm being 100% honest. Like, I'll eat some sushi because it doesn't really, the fish flavor isn't very powerful because it's normally such a small yeah. Yeah. thing. Oh, I guess one thing, speaking of fish, shrimp. Growing up, I was not a big fan of shrimp, mm-hmm. probably Same. because of the texture. Oh, really? Now that I think about it, because it's that squishy, that squishy solid. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> shrimp's kind of like a juicy squish to it but i do like shrimp now Hmm. a decent amount i've actually been having it quite frequently here the last couple of weeks but yeah i think that's about it though but yeah you've really changed growing up so you've really grown up which brings me i don't know do you think do you think it's just maturing enough to eat food i think so i don't know but why does every little kid like the most plain basic stuff because we're stupid and you if you don't grow up super healthy like, if you've grown up and then you eat, I don't know, fruit roll-ups and gushers and cereal for breakfast and you have all this sugar crap that makes your dopamine receptors and your taste buds go absolutely, you know, jackpot, freaking out, and then you eat a piece of raw broccoli, you're like, wow, this sucks compared to that. And you're not intelligent enough to realize the health benefits of actually eating properly because mm-hmm. your body just is going to crave what tastes good and what tastes right. So you're just going to love the junk, and normally the junk is a little bit more flavorful when you're a kid. My two cents. Yeah. That actually reminds me of the first time I feel like I ever started liking vegetables. It was actually when I was in college. I was at someone's (laughs) house, and someone's parents made broccoli, and I was starving already, so I was just kind of picking out what was already made, which I kind of always do. And I just grabbed one of the broccoli things. I'm like, well, I'm hungry enough. I'm just going to eat it. And I ate it. And I'm just like, what the heck did you do to this broccoli? This is delicious. <laughs> and the dad was just like, oh, I steamed it. That's it. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> it was just fresh broccoli. Dude, a bag of steamed brock, my guy. Yeah. Oh, a little pepper on it. Oh, maybe a little hot sauce. Maybe <laughs> cakes. Now we're talking. That brings me into another question that I had. I got a couple more. Why? I feel like when we're talking about palates changing, why have I heard fairly frequently that your palate changes every seven years? Have you heard that specific time as well? Or is that just me? I feel like I've heard something like that. I don't know if it's seven years or not, but I I have heard something like that. It sounds not correct, but I I think I've heard (laughs) See, it sounds not correct, but at the same time, there's this weird little light bulb going off in the back of my mind where it's it's telling me that's correct every <laughs> seven years, and I don't know why. 
Seven just seems right. What would a change be, though? What does that even mean? This is shifting into my next question I wanted to ask. The palate that is supposedly changing, when you're thinking of your mouth, there's a bunch of different areas on your tongue that has different receptors. Have you heard of this? Like some sections of your tongue taste sour, some taste sweet. I've heard that's not some true at all. savory. Really? Yes. I, I have not heard that. I have only heard that there is certain sections of your tongue that has certain tastes to it. I don't know if why that would be or what the benefits of that are, but that's what I've heard. So what I was thinking is if that is true, maybe different parts of your tongue? I don't know. Get updated <laughs> like your cell phone. But no, like there's new taste bud receptors that get thrown in there. Because I know like your skin and stuff is pretty rapidly changing. I'm not mm-hmm. saying your tongue is skin by any means but well the cells are always changing and yeah maybe that could have something to do with it that's what i was thinking so does I don't it know. ever go backwards almost i feel like a lot of people when they talk Reverse about this age. they talk about how they tried something they used to not like and now they like it but not many people that i know try something <laughs> that they like and now they hate it it never goes that backwards suck. Uh, i have heard have you heard people saying that they've eaten something enough that they can't stand it anymore. I've, oh, okay. I've heard yeah. that before. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same thing as taste, but that would be pretty interesting. But does that last forever, though? I feel like that's just a short time span. I've eaten pizza every day for a week. I can't stand it anymore. Yeah, it's probably just a time thing. But maybe, I mean, there are times where people can't do it anymore. Also, kind of similar... I feel like one thing that I'm really thinking about is when people drink a lot, if they've had a upsetting time or they drank too much of a certain drink, they can't oh, drink yep. that drink anymore due to, I don't know, the memory of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a pretty common memory that I feel like a lot of individuals have had. That's a pretty interesting, I don't know, saved memory in the brain and your taste buds. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you taste it again, you're just like, oh, God. Not that again. And it, yeah, it immediately get nauseous. We should research into that and see how that actually happens. Have you ever had that one chemical that switches around your taste buds? Like it makes Uh sour things sweet and sweet things sour? I've never heard of that in my life. Hmm. I forget exactly what it's called, like a a magic berry or something. A magic berry? I don't remember. I'll have to Spice it up? Spice it up? Magic berry style? Yeah, I I haven't tried it, so. Holy crap. What we should do is we should eat those foods that we didn't like well obviously you like cottage cheese and stuff but we'll find something you don't like <laughs> okay we'll eat it magic berry our own ass and then we'll eat it again see if, see you if like we it. like it then. yeah that'd be a pretty interesting test right there <laughs> magic berry all right we got a lot to look up and we can't forget a single thing otherwise i'll be upset <laughs> so what should we look up first does your palate actually change yeah i think we should look up to see if it's a real thing first <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's do that. What? So I'm seeing here, this is just the very first article. So bear with us. There's Sometimes we have to change up our facts as we go throughout. This first article is saying each person is born with approximately 10,000 taste buds that are actually replaced every two weeks. That's a lot more frequently than I thought. But over time, some taste cells aren't replaced And so the numbers of taste buds that you actually have start to decrease. And so flavors that were too intense when you were a child 
actually become more palatable as you get older because their taste buds or their taste intensity has gone down. Oh. Which is why it would make sense that when we were children, we couldn't actually. You like everything plain? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like by the time you get to your early 20s or just around 20, that's when like majority of adults in the study actually started transitioning into liking certain foods like spinach, mussels, pickles, garlic, certain beans. So our seven-year change is actually very off. (laughs) Two weeks. Not seven years, bud. Two weeks. Close. So, so close. (laughs) Hmm. There's a lot of things talking about how there's certain foods children dislike due to them falling ill after soon eating it. And so your brain correlates that type of food with sickness. And even going into adulthood, you could feel the exact same distaste for it, which is probably, you know, the alcoholic memories that a lot of us have in our <laughs> later teen years. Oh, so this this site's saying that babies actually start off with 30,000 taste buds. And that by the time we're adults, we're only left with 10,000 instead of only having 10,000. Wow. A third? Which is why (laughs) a lot of those crazy things that are pretty pungent probably don't taste that bad to us anymore. (laughs) I did also see that sometimes when an older person complains that something doesn't taste like it used to, it could actually just be that their sense of taste has changed (laughs) over time because they've lost some of those taste receptors that you've just mentioned. Yeah, that would make sense. Well, that makes me sad. It means you got to eat all the food while you can, while you can still taste it. <laughs> Go pig out for a little while, y'all. Just make sure to work out as well. That's all. Oh, yep, you were right. The tongue map that you learned in school is actually wrong. The receptors for sweet, salty, sour, and bitter aren't actually sectioned off. Pretty much every single taste bud can <laughs> taste every single one of those. <laughs> they do their own work. That didn't get debunked until fairly recently, though. I mean, I say fairly recently, 2015. That was a minute ago. I guess, as you mentioned, children do have more sensitive tastes when they're younger, which helps to avoid potential toxins, which is why many children don't actually like vegetables, especially dark leafy greens, just because they're bitter, and to them it tastes extra bitter, so it's too much for them. But they are attuned to actually like sugar, because that signals to the body that it's likely to be high in nutrients and energy, such as in fruit. But nowadays, that's more in cereals <laughs> or snacks. And that's yeah, why kids candy. love those so much. Which makes sense, because I used to be a sweets fiend, for sure. I still low-key am. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard. It's hard not to. When you get a good cookie or some brownies or... oh, But don't forget to eat that, that good, healthy, healthy stuff. <laughs> Ooh, horseradish. That's another thing I'm not a big fan of still. I don't think I've had it in a long time. I have a horseradish mustard, and I really like that, but I haven't had just plain horseradish. One thing I can't stand is black olives. How? Why? Black olives are so good. Oh, no. Why? They're so simple. They're just very savory. It's, wow. It's very interesting how we develop... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> These distaste for things, isn't it? Yeah. You love cottage cheese. I hate it. I love black olives. You hate it. Did you ever do that? You probably didn't if you hate them. Where you'd put black olives on your fingertips and make you look like you got like a weird alien hand? No. I hated black yeah. olives. I can't I, I can't stand them. Do you, lo- do you hate all olives then or just black olives? I don't particularly like the green olives, but I can tolerate them more. <laughs> 
Mm. Interesting. I don't know. We're going to try black olives. I'm writing down a list right now of things we have to eat. <laughs> Boiled eggs, black olives, cottage cheese, horseradish. I think that was everything we talked about. Yeah. I'm not too picky nowadays, honestly. I know. Besides these things, like everything that they said in this list that was actually part of the part of the study as people got older, garlic, pickles, curry, kidney beans, mackerel, spinach, peppers, eggplant, horseradish, mussels, parmesan, blue cheese, anchovies, avocado, asparagus, chili sauce, oysters, brie, olives, and goat cheese. That was the foods that most children hated, and then as you age, you tend to actually enjoy them. I'm still not the biggest fan of goat cheese. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I love goat cheese. We got to find the I'd right goat cheese. I'd rather have regular cheese, honestly. Interesting. Melty goat cheese and some sort of like tomato. Oh, wait, you don't like tomatoes very much either, do you? Or do you not? not no, ketchup is what you don't like. Yeah, I don't like ketchup, which I haven't tried in a very long time, so maybe I do. Who knows? Plain tomatoes I used to not like, but now I'm pretty fine with them, honestly. Okay, okay. Now we got a lot of things. We got what a weird. <laughs> this is gonna be an interesting, uh, an interesting snack dish for we're us. gonna make up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I'm gonna put this list onto the blog post whenever we make it, or put oh, it inside of our to it. description. Yeah, I want. I want to know what you guys don't like. I want maybe something you didn't like when you were a kid, and now you like as an adult. And maybe someone will say something that'll spark something in us. See if we can't get a little banter. Should we see? I'm gonna I'm gonna look up things that kids didn't like and see if there's any other things that stick out to us. Yeah, Brussels sprouts, coffee. Coffee was one. Coffee can have a lot of flavor on it. I could see that. Yeah, being real. Radishes. I th- I still I'm not a huge fan of radishes. I do feel like the flavor of a radish is so intense. It is pretty intense, honestly. Beets. I love beets now though. Yeah. It literally just tastes like baby corn. So not only does your taste change over time due to your difference in sensitivity, but taste is also very malleable just by conditioning. If you expose yourself to something more often, a lot of times you can kind of get used to it and actually start to enjoy it or I guess just be more used to that. One example they have is just adding salt to all of your meals. After a few bland meals, you'll be more used to not having all that salt and flavor with your meals. And I can definitely vouch for something like that (laughs) with sugar. Just being so used to eating sugary things all the time. I could eat basically anything that's super sweet, but I feel like now there are a couple of things. It's very rare still, but there are some things where I think that that is too sweet. That used to be non-existent when I was a kid. And along with that, that kind of goes with how different cultures and different areas often eat different foods as children, so they grow up liking different flavors, usually with spices or other things like that that aren't common for other people to eat. So if you grow up being forced to eat veggies, you might actually like them as a kid after an initial phase of hating them. (laughs) I kind of did that with milk. Because I believe I've told the story on the pod here before, but my father used to make me drink an obscene amount of milk growing up, and there was a long time where I did not drink milk, simply due to the fact that I just absolutely hated it. But now I like it, especially in certain foods and whatnot. Do you ever have just a glass of milk anymore, though? Oh, no, absolutely not. People (laughs) who do that are messed up. 
God, that, that, yeah, that still bothers me. I cannot fathom sitting down for dinner and you're like, oh, yeah, here's my nice cold glass of milk. Some people drink it warm, which is even more of a problem. Really? Yeah. Oh, like in a hot chocolate type of thing? Oh, no. I was thinking, I just know that's a thing, like drinking a warm glass of milk before bed. Mm. I think that might be something that our like grandparents did more. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's messed up 100%. That's not okay. <laughs> Unless you really like it, then it truly is okay. But in my life, in my mind, that is a problem, a big problem. Maybe I don't know. Let's add it to the let's add it to the list. Warm milk, warm milk. <laughs> oh God, this is gonna end up with one of us vomiting. <laughs> I hope so, honestly, and and what a mixture it's gonna be as well. I was trying to look up the mental scarring of drinking an alcoholic drink and like getting sick from it and why you can't drink it again. But I can't figure out how to type this out right because every time it just keeps coming up is like, are you an alcoholic? Are you hurting your liver? And I was like, no, it's not what I'm going for. <laughs> it's like, yes, but that's not what we're trying to figure out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how would you word this? I don't know. Can you be mentally scarred away from eating certain foods? I don't know. <laughs> Potentially. Because I feel like you're adding alcohol into it, and I think that's pulling up a lot of wrong search results. Yeah. The best thing I could come up with is due to a bad memory of drinking alcohol, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> and now I was just talking about alcoholic blackouts and damaging <laughs> effects on the brain. So, <sighs> Just... How about Be can safe. an experience prevent you from enjoying a food in the future or something? I think you have to take out the alcohol, otherwise you're not going to find good results. Can you repeat what you just said? I'll just look it up. <laughs> there it is. Can experience make you dislike a food forever? Dang, this is very strange. I found a study <laughs> that says what forcing kids to eat looks like 20 years later. And so they found 100 college students, so a pretty small study, when they basically asked them <laughs> when they were younger if they had, like, standoffs with their parents about, you know, eating certain vegetables and things like that. And some people experience so much conflict that they threw up from the experience. 20% of them vomited from it. And 20 years down the line, 72% said that they would not freely choose to eat the food anymore. Oh, wow. Due to that adverse reaction. And just the thought of it creates nausea, vomiting, or gagging literally in front of the surveyors. Wow. That does make some sense because I saw this random, I don't know, video or maybe it was a TV show of someone who basically could only eat french fries. Anything else they tried to Whoa. eat for the most part, they started vomiting almost instantly. It was crazy. So I feel like that's that, but taken to the extreme because that kid probably only ate French fries as a kid. <laughs> that's very strange. I'm trying to think. So if you're a young parent right now and you have a very picky eater, obviously forcing yeah. them to eat healthy food is not the way to go. So I'm trying to think of an answer here for you. I and, think you have to mix another it thing. with something. Yeah, you could. You could. Another big thing is that since they get, especially because the... Adverse reactions to food tend to happen between ages two to six. And if they get a couple of memories where you force them to eat things that they absolutely hate, they'll quickly pick up the, I'll never eat that or I don't want to try that fairly rapidly. Okay. 
because they learned that things that you're going to feed them that you deem important to them are going to taste bitter and gross. So forcing your kid to eat is not the way. And let's see what you can try to do to help them. You have to play some mind games. I like the mixing of things, though. Yeah, I feel like that's how you get a dog to take its medicine. You mix it with its food. It could be something similar to that. (laughs) Honestly, you just do a lot of like stir fry crap. There you go. Whatever they actually enjoy. You know what? I'm not even going to look into it because it's just showing me to purchase a book. (laughs) Just hide a piece of broccoli in the candy bar. Yeah. Well, I don't know about God. A candy (laughs) bar. Okay. Yeah. Make chocolate and candy super disgusting. Dip it in like, I don't know, super nasty, bitter stuff. That way every time they think about eating candy, they gag and they don't want to eat the good stuff. There you go. There Use it is. that now to have wow to train them away from eating bad foods. I guess <laughs> we should do a study where we do that, where we feed young children disgusting candy and see twenty years down the line if they can't stand candy anymore. <laughs> and then I just remembered a question that we didn't answer. We, oh, oh no! This reminds me of a couple of things. The question I'm looking up is why eating too much of something makes us not like it. And then uh, you got to look up whatever your magic berry thing is. Oh, right. So do you get that, I guess, dislike of something over time? Because personally, I can eat just about anything almost every day in a row. No, 100% not. That's a problem. I feel like I have to. I mean, here's the thing. I can eat like a salad pretty much every day, but there's different varieties of salad. Like I can eat a similar thing as long as I spice it up. I do some meal prepping, but if I'm being 100% honest, about that third day of eating the same thing in a row, I get pretty bored of it pretty quickly. Really? Yeah. I need to change up what I eat. So even if you change breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you have three different meals, but you eat that every day of the week, is that too similar? Yes. I know that I'm getting multiple different meals, but the fact that it's the exact same meal at the exact same time kind of is a problem. And I don't think I would enjoy that. And I think it would... Would switching the order make a difference or no? I don't know. I mean, it might be weird eating like lasagna at like 8 a.m., but <laughs> I mean, you could potentially... switch lunch and dinner, I guess. Yeah. No. Yeah, it has to be a perfect like clockwise rotation. <laughs> No, I don't know. I also, I just haven't eaten the exact same thing for that long, I guess, as well. Yeah. I've never tried it. Oh, this is a pretty interesting remark. This person said that the human body intentionally looks for diversity in food simply because it's the healthy thing to do. If our body keeps eating the same thing over and over again, there could be negative health effects due to you not getting a certain amount of nutrients or proteins or whatever could be lacking. And so it actually makes us start to feel sick if we keep eating the same thing over and over again, which I feel like I've felt that. Like when I think of eating the same meal over and over again, I feel nauseous a little bit. Hmm. Does it say anything about people who don't feel that? Because I feel like I'm a prime example of someone who eats very similar things very often. You might be an outlier, honestly. Oh, no. My genetic makeup is not working correctly. (laughs) okay so it's a miracle berry not a magic berry miracle berry it's an evergreen shrub native to tropical west africa and it has a fruit that makes everything taste sweet so the everything pulp coats the inside of your mouth 
and it masks the real taste of bitter foods from anywhere from a few minutes to several hours, depending on the amount of fruit that you eat. And this includes foods that are normally very sour, such as vinegar or anything like that, will also turn sweet. So mm. I guess it doesn't switch it completely. It just makes things taste sweet, which is interesting. I wonder if it's super sour itself then. I don't know. It's so sour. It's a it makes fruit, everything though. Sweet. I mean, there's like sour, there's granny apples. Yeah, true. true. Those puppies can get pretty sour. So they're not exactly sure why this happens, but they think it might have something to do with a protein with sugar molecules attached. That doesn't make any sense. This sentence doesn't make any sense. Apparently there's some sort of protein in the fruit that some scientists think may change the way we sense some food. Very strange. All from simply palates changing. That's not even palates changing. Just those taste buds dying off. Those poor, poor taste buds <laughs> that you'll never gain back. I don't know if you'd really want to. Yeah, go back to plain eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot of things to purchase the next time we're together. We got to also figure out how to get a hold of a miracle berry. I think you can just order it online. Yeah, widely available for purchase online. Amazon.com miracle berry. We'll eat everything we hate, and then we'll miracle bury it up, and we'll see if we like it. That's our next live event. Be prepared, y'all. It always deals with food. (laughs) Well, that does it for me. Any other changes of the palate for you, my guy? Nope. I'm content with my current palate. There it is. Hopefully, we'll keep our palates here for a nice long while. I hope you guys have a tasty meal ahead of you guys, and we'll see you next time. Are we done yet? Oh, we are. All right. Thanks for listening to What's Going On. If you have any questions that you want partially answered, write them in to what's going on the pod at gmail.com. No spaces, no apostrophes, no excuses. One more time, that's what's going on the pod at gmail.com. And we hope to hear from you soon. Please rate and subscribe on your podcast player of choice. Thank you.